Hello, and thanks for joining us for this episode of Her Gavel, a podcast where we shatter the glass ceiling for women in law. I'm your host, Stephanie Watchman, and I've been coaching and training women attorneys all over the world for nearly a decade. Women lawyers, no matter where they are in their careers, face many challenges, frustrations, and some fantastic opportunities. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing experts to cover many of the issues I get asked about, like managing stress, career growth, law firm leadership, self-confidence, business development, and even planning for retirement. My goal is to provide you with the tools and tips you need for your own professional growth. And now, let's get on with the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Her Gavel. Today, I want to talk about business development. And I know it's a subject that many of you can't stand doing. Some of you I know love it, but many of you really don't like doing business development. And it's because we didn't go into law to learn how to be salespeople. And the bottom line is you have to do sales if you wanna grow your book of business. Because once you have a big book of business, it gives you the opportunity to go anywhere and also to apply for those big leadership roles that you may want in your firms. So you need to grow your book of business and that's just the way it is. Now, as many of you know, I don't like the whole concept of selling and pitching and all the old terminology that's used in in the sales world. I don't like it. It doesn't really apply very well for service people. So we're talking about building relationships. We're talking about relationship networking, about getting to know your existing clients, getting to know your dormant clients, just getting to know people. Because when the opportunity comes up where they're looking for a referral, you want them to think of you. And unless you are really deliberate about being top of mind, you won't be, and that's just the way it is. Now, I often hear, well, listen, I'm introverted, so it's really hard for me to reach out to people or to go to networking events, or hey, I'm extroverted, I love going to events, but, um, but I don't really like closing the deal and all that stuff. Let's just talk for a second about introversion, extroversion, and something else I wanna share with you, which is ambiversion. Now, if anybody's really curious, if you don't know what you are and you wanna take a quiz, there's one that's available on uh, Adam Grant's website, and I will put a link into it in the show notes. But it's really, really important to understand what your temperament is because you wanna live a life that complements your natural nature. So if you're naturally somebody who is more introverted than extroverted, you can work with that. It doesn't mean you can't do sales or business development. It just means that you're gonna drain your battery rather quickly. So let's talk about what introvert, extrovert, and ambivert are, and then you can go ahead and take this assessment and see for yourself. So introverts look at life from the inside out. They're always more uh, inside themselves than maybe outside and, and loud and bubbly and crazy. They get a lot of energy through inner reflection, solitude, sometimes just having some quiet time alone or more quiet time alone is what an introvert really likes. They get really excited by ideas uh, instead of external activities. So if you share a one-on-one and you're in a one-on-one meeting with somebody and they're, you're sharing an idea, they'll get really excited about that. But if you're in a large group, you, they might shut down or you might shut down if you're, if you're an introvert. Uh, I know this from the introverts that I happen to live with that when they go to an event with lots of people, it could be a party, it could be a family gathering, they need to come home and like stare at their belly button for, for a few hours. They need to 
kind of get that solitude back. They need to recharge their battery and they usually do that by being alone or by listening to music or whatever, reading a book, just quiet activities. Introverts also think first and talk later. A lot of the extroverts that I know, they are verbal processors, which means that they'll talk through to get to the root of their ideas versus an introvert who will just take some time to think about it and then speak up. Often if you're in meetings, especially like you might notice this with clients, if you're in meetings and they're really, really quiet and you're trying to read them, they might be introverted in terms of they're just internally processing. And many introverts also express themselves very well in writing. So think about whether or not this is your, it's your criteria or actually somebody that you either sponsor or mentor or, or have as a direct report, just so you can understand them better. So if I'm a very extroverted person and I go to talk to somebody who's introverted with all my flair and excitement, I might drain their battery because it's overwhelming for them. Now, it doesn't mean that if you're an introvert, you get don't have to go to in, you know, events and things like that. It just means that you have to pace yourself. You have to say, hey, I'm going to this event and afterwards I'm just gonna have some quiet time. It, Extroverts, uh, introverts can handle big events, but they just have to recharge their battery. The way I think about it often is like when you have too many apps open on your phone, your battery is gonna drain faster than if you only have one app going. So just think about it like that. You have to plug the battery back in, you have to plug it back in in order to recharge the battery. Same thing happens for introverts. So, and being an introvert is not an excuse for not doing networking or business development. Sorry. <laughs> so now let's talk about what an extrovert is like. An extrovert is really interested in and, and concerned about the external world. They like to be out there. They like to go to parties. They'll talk to anybody in a grocery line. They'll, they're just out there. Um, they get energy from socializing and, and talking to people. They love that. They get depleted, actually, when they spend too much time alone. It's funny, you know, this reminds me of this litigator that I work with, and um, he is an extrovert to the nth degree, to the point where he's constantly uh, doing and talking to so many people that he hardly has time to get his work done because he loves, he loves talking to people and being with people. And when COVID happened, he called me and he said, I I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. I don't know what to do. And I was like, hey, is it because you're sitting by yourself alone and you're not out with people? And he's like, yeah, I think that's the problem. So often you'll know that if you're an extrovert, when you get really lonely and, and depleted, when you spend too much time with yourself versus an introvert is like, I can't spend enough time with myself. Extroverts, like I was saying before, often will think as they speak. So they'll be verbally processing things, talking through ideas out loud. Hey, it's Stephanie Watchman. I want to take a quick break to tell you about a limited time discount on my online course for women in law. This is my signature program for women lawyers, and I've been offering it in-house for over 11 years with amazing success. This program was created to teach women attorneys how to compete at the highest level in their firms and grow their book of business to the high six figures. The women who have gone through this course have learned amazing leadership skills. They've learned how to do business development. They know how to have better self-confidence, presence, communication skills. It's just an amazing program and incredibly comprehensive. So for a very limited time, you can cash in on early bird pricing by going to www 
www.emergingwomenleadersinlaw.com forward slash early bird. Again, that's www.emergingwomenleadersinlaw.com forward slash early bird. And there'll also be information in the podcast notes. I can't wait to have you in the program. They might seem also like they're always on the go. They're going from this event to that event to this party to that party. Like they, because they build energy, they get energy like that. And, uh, and extroverts are also really comfortable with people. So they don't always say the wrong thing. They know how to socialize. They know how to read the room and, and they have fun with it, which is really the, the key important thing. And what I want to add here is that there's no right way or wrong way. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. It just means that's who you are. So if you're an extrovert, you go to more events. If you're an introvert, you get more choosy about the events you go to, especially if you're an introvert. And one of the best things introverts can do is go to the same event over and over and start to build relationships. Introverts work really well in one-on-one conversations because they're not overly stimulated or overwhelmed. So the more that you can build relationships as an introvert, the better you are. And then we have the third category, which is the ambivert. And ambiverts really are a blend of introvert and extrovert. Ambiverts are you know, very good listeners, great communicators. They um, don't feel uncomfortable in large groups, yet they need to come home and you know, have some quiet time. They're very empathetic. So ambiverts I can really relate to because I happen to be an ambivert. After going through this assessment, I realized why I like to have my alone time, but I also love like large groups of people and going to networking events and speaking in front of audiences. So when I work an event and I'm speaking in front of like two or 300 people, I am on fire. Like I love it. I'm so excited and I'm happy and I'm working the room and I'm walking from one person to the next. And then afterwards I'm talking to people. I'm like, it's awesome and I love it. But then I like to go back to my hotel room and like watch really bad television and drink a glass of wine, like just have some downtime. I need that. And ambiverts are like that. They can, they can handle the large events, but they also need their downtime. And I, the reason I'm sharing this with you is again, just so that you know where you land because I hear so many excuses of I can't do this or I can't do that because I'm an introvert or I can't handle these one-on-one meetings they're so quiet they're too quiet you know I'm an extrovert I like big crowds so the idea is to know where you land and know what you need so that you can be at your best and most comfortable when you go to any kind like any kind of event at all And relationship networking, like I was saying before, it's such a big part of growing your practice that if you don't do it, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Women in the law need to have big books of business. I can't emphasize this enough. And if you're just starting out, now is the time to start building those relationships, either if it's with your colleagues or with um, your alumni, you need to start learning and getting very comfortable building relationships. I encourage everybody, if you want more information, go to um, the Her Gavel website. There's a link to the stephaniewatchman.com website, which has lots of articles, or to my book, Sell Without Being Salesy. Uh, on Amazon because in there there's very short chapters where you can really just understand like how do how to do relationship networking in a way that is natural and authentic for you so some of the suggestions I have for growing your practice are to reach out to your dormant clients 
and check in with them. How are things going? What's what's new in your world? Again, how can you be top of mind for your dormant clients or your prospects? Ne- next is all those people that you met at the CLEs or at conferences in the past that you haven't connected with all year, start reaching out to them. Again, it doesn't have to be awkward or weird. It can just be like, hey, I was going through my paperwork and saw that we haven't connected in a while. I'm curious to know how things were going with you. That's it. And now you're starting that relationship again. And that's what's so important. And here's the other thing with clients, it's also important. You wanna be plugged in with your existing clients. You wanna know them. It's not always transactional. So find a way to get on a call with a client where it's not a billable hour, but it's just a check-in. It's like, hey, I'm not billing you for this. I just wanna see how things are going. How's your business growing? What's new? Being a good listener is a big part of being good at relationship networking. So. The first piece is knowing yourself. What kind of person are you? An ambivert, an introvert, an extrovert? Who are my, who are you gonna reach out to? Are you gonna reach out to dormant clients? Are you gonna reach out to existing clients? Hopefully you'll reach out to everybody because that's where your referrals come from. Again, being top of mind is really important. When you're top of mind, that's when you get the calls like, hey, I was thinking about you or hey, my friend needs an attorney to do X, Y, Z. And, um, and I think that's all super, super important to be connected and plugged in with, your, with these people and, and thinking and being very deliberate about building these relationships because your book of business will matter. And the more that you're deliberate about it, the bigger it will grow. And I want you all to be super, super successful. I want you to have strong relationships because these relationships in your network can last you for 20, 30, 40 years. They'll stay with you forever if you nurture them and take care of them. And that's where all the opportunity comes. And that's why you don't have to do sales. If you build strong relationships, the sales will come naturally and organically. Now we'll talk more about what happens when you, you know, you're you're up against another law lawyer and they're debating between the two which one to go with. We'll talk about that later. But for right now, I really just want you to think about building a very strong and robust network that will produce opportunities for you that will turn into engagements that will turn into originations and and dollar signs so you can grow your practice and have the flexibility you want to move around in the either in the legal world or to develop and grow within your firm and i wish you all great success and i'll speak to you next time thanks for joining us for this episode of her gavel make sure to subscribe and rate us. For our show notes and information on upcoming episodes, visit our website at hergavel.com. And if you'd like more information about coaching, training, or any of my books, please send email to stephanie at hergavel.com. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of Her Gavel, where we will continue to shadow the glass ceiling for women in law.